Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. Thank you for joining me. Whether it's your first time or you're coming back for more, I appreciate it more than you know. I had a different topic planned on my calendar for this week. Well, really, it was last week, but I'm late. Since starting the podcast, I've been creating at a pretty regular schedule, but last week I spent more hours working in my business than normal just to keep up with the traffic jam within my workflow. So I decided that's what I should talk about because I know it happens to everyone. Despite our best efforts to plan and coordinate, there are variables outside of our control and sometimes even the best laid plans don't pan out as expected. So what happened to me last week? Well, the big one is having three projects in construction at at once, which depending on location and design load is the max I try to keep. All of that on top of a busy design load, one pre-construction meeting, two final planting plan meetings, and a new client consultation. Let's not forget, it was also a holiday week with a holiday on Monday. So fitting all of that into four days, yikes. Needless to say, something had to give. Planning for an ideal workflow is super important, not only for financials, but also for my sanity. Like I said, it doesn't always work out as planned, but I do put a lot of effort into planning my project flow. I do this with two separate tools. First, and arguably the most important, is my calendar. And second is an Excel document that tracks my projected billables. Everyone will have their own personalized ideal of workflow and financials. If you haven't listened to the profitability episode from a few weeks ago, it's definitely worth checking out. Through much trial and error, and self-awareness, I have determined some parameters that define my ideal workflow. My efficiency, my mental focus, financial goals, and some fluff for surprises are all taken into account. Yours will be different, but I will line out what I set for myself, knowing that each week and each month it will ebb and flow and needs to remain somewhat flexible. I start by scheduling three new consultations per month at the most. I've done more, and each time it tends to be a little too much. I like to plan for them to be two weeks on and one week off, and I only set one per week and keep them on either Tuesday or Thursday. This helps me time block. This also allows me to schedule design review meetings on the alternating Tuesday or Thursday and then on Wednesdays for sure. This leaves me with a planning day for Monday and enough flexibility to conduct construction site visit meetings as needed. Friday's a flex day as well. 
Typically, I'm visiting a project in construction two to three times a week, sometimes more depending on how fast the crew is moving and how detailed the work is. I try to be there more than I'm needed to keep from slowing the crew down and to make sure that I'm seeing things in real time so that if they need to be changed, I'm able to keep ahead of that before they get too far. This is the biggest variability to my scheduling because it is difficult to anticipate with much lead time how often or for how long I will need to be at a project in a given week. I aim to have one to two projects in construction at once. Three is manageable depending on complexity and location, but my ideal really is one to two. I've had four going on at the same time, and the only reason it worked was because I had a big lull in design work. Think the universe had my back on that one. Whereas design time is much easier to estimate and to schedule, construction varies greatly depending on what the crew's working on and how fast they're working. Rock setting and planting day are the most time demanding. I'm really picky about rocks. And for the plants, I procure all of my own plant material and set it in place for the contractor to install. On a large project, this can take the better part of a day. And typically, I am in no shape afterwards to conduct any other meetings. For the most part, this works, and I am able to keep a good flow. Recently, I have had multiple projects, both in design and in construction, bunch up together unexpectedly. And there are a few projects that were delayed based on scheduling, funding, or illness. This all has a big impact on workflow, but it's all part of the ebb and flow. My goal as I start to look towards next year is to accommodate for a little bit more flex time and a little more space for the unexpected. As I get pickier about my geographical range that I work in, I will be able to better accommodate more construction without as much time lost in travel. Don't get me wrong. I get a lot of phone calls done while I drive and even more podcast and audiobook listening, but I would rather be designing than sitting in traffic, as I'm sure you would too. So back to the tools. I have each meeting on my calendar, tool number one, as well as time blocked out to work on each to prepare also on my calendar. I then project out on my calendar tentative meeting times for things that are upcoming that are not yet confirmed. And then the billables associated with each of these meetings are then recorded into my financial tracking Excel workbook. Tool number two. QuickBooks keeps track of true and actual billables and invoices, but Excel is where I can put in projections of upcoming billables to keep track and see if I'm hitting my goals. At the beginning of each year, I set this document up and include per month my goals for revenue, design projects, construction projects, and consultations. Like I said, though, it will ebb and flow, and one month I might fall short, and the next month hopefully I make up for it. This allows me to plan in longer terms. And know also when I need to slow down to accommodate for upcoming holidays and vacations. We all need a break now and then. 
and being able to schedule a consultation and know that I should bump it by a week so that my time schedule doesn't bump me into a vacation or a holiday time to accommodate for it can be a valuable tool. Each design project will follow the same track because of my detailed and defined process. After each consultation, I will need to schedule a concept review meeting three weeks out, just like clockwork. And I can put this on my calendar and project out for it and leave space and time for it so that I can see where my schedule is headed. Revisions tend to be pretty variable, but tend to stay within two to four weeks. Every now and then there's a client or a project that just needs more time to decide between concepts or refine. Sometimes it's waiting on the architect for home remodel plans that need to be accounted for or engineering. You never know. But for the most part, most average projects are within that two to four week period for revisions. Then once I have a final design layout, the final design meeting to review planting plan will be another three weeks out. Following my process, each design spans eight to 12 weeks. And I can account for this and plan for this. Bidding and construction schedules are out of my control. But I've found that on average, for the average sized project, the total timeline from initial, initial consultation to project completion tends to be about a year. Smaller projects obviously go faster, but extra large, highly complex projects or projects requiring a lot of permitting work or engineering definitely take longer than that. The pool project that starts later this month for me has been almost double that, but mostly because we spent the better part of this year waiting on a fiberglass pool shell production to start back up after shutting down. But we're almost there. All of these factors play a part in how I plan for the year, the quarter, the month, the week, and the day. Knowing the process allows me to better anticipate and plan so that weeks like last week are few and far between rather than the norm. This keeps me sane, keeps me focused, and keeps my work and my creativity flowing so that I can produce the best results for my clients and enjoy what I do every day. Planning for any service-based business is a little different than a product-based business. Capacity planning for a service-based business like design doesn't come with as rigid of parameters especially when I'm really busy and needing to book projects out further on my calendar, I can lose track of the workflow that I have set up for myself and what works and what doesn't. And it is important to remember to remain in an abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset. When I'm in a scarcity mindset, it leads me to taking on too much because it's there with the fear that not saying yes now might mean that the project won't be there when you need it in the future. This really ties into the conversation of every yes equals a no and every no equals a yes. I discussed that topic a little bit more a couple weeks ago. This can be a challenge, especially for new business owners. Been there, done that. Or even for downtimes in the economy or changes in seasons. 
But really the most important part to workflow is to give yourself grace. When you mess up your system or don't follow the plan or overbook yourself and remembering to not be so rigid that even the most minor changes throw off your schedule. For those of you like me with kids and busy sports and school schedules, it is super important to allow for some flexibility. It is really important to me to be able to be there for my kids and be able to be present in all of their activities and having flexibility of being a business owner and setting my own schedule awards me those opportunities. I go into it with the expectation that I, that it will not be perfect. And that as long as I keep my intent and my trajectory, everything will work out. Planning is exactly that. It's a plan. You're projecting ideas and setting intentions, but it's not concrete. I also know that I work with fantastic clients and contractors. And if I need to take a little more time on something or need to reschedule, they will be understanding. You can't just wish for it or just work and hustle harder and harder and harder in hopes that it will pay off. It is important that your intentions direct your efforts towards your goals in order to achieve them. Planning helps to increase your efficiency and effectiveness of your time because we all know that busyness does not necessarily equal effectiveness. Planning your ideal workflow is a balancing of ambition and well-being and designing how your business fits within your life and your personality rather than the other way around. And last but not least, have trust in yourself. Trust in your ability to react. You will not be able to be proactive on everything. You will have to be both proactive and reactive to keep things flowing. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.